And welcome in to in-game chat for Saturday, January the 6th, 2024, season 18, episode one. I'm Scott. I'm RJ. And I'm Matt. Yes, Matt joins us for this episode. Howdy, y'all. Yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our phone number is 334-272-9228. We're also on the Discord, which you can join in on that. Uh, If you just go to our website, ingamechat.net. You will find us on Discord there where you can, uh, or you can find our link to Discord. You jump in there and you can talk to us on the air, live while we broadcast and, uh, you know, join in the conversation if you want to. You can also do the phone thing if you want to do that. Sounds really clear coming in through Discord, but don't forget about Twitter. We're over there at IngameChat as well. On Facebook, you can email us, everyone at IngameChat.net. Uh, streaming right now on Twitch, go to twitch.tv and search for IngameChat or go to the link that is on our website. Uh, you can do that as well. Join up there uh, and, and join in the chat room with everybody else who's hanging out with us today. Multile's there. Happy New Year, Multile. AC Wraith, Bama Brian, Happy New Year to you guys as well. Um, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, thank you, RJ. Thank you, Matt, for showing up as well. Oh, yeah, let me do this. Okay, I know. And we got our season 18, episode one. Uh, so, yeah. All new, but yet nothing changes. So, I'm sure we've got plenty to uh, go over. Uh, there was, like, a ton of news. Um, just right when we decided to not do a show for two weeks, um, you know, things busted open. Uh, namely, Insomniac mm-hmm. uh, busted open uh, by... Uh, hackers. <laughs> and I even hate to say that. Hackers. Yeah, they're yeah. hackers. I mean, it's it's a group that, that, you know, got their hands on a whole bunch of, of information. Yeah. Documents. Um, demo builds. Uh, just tons. Financial reports. Emails uh, and addresses of developers and people at the company. Uh, tons of internal emails and, and internal figures and stuff that never sees the light of day to people like you and me, uh, but is now out there because what they did was they got in there and they said, look, you you pay us this much money and we won't spill the beans with everything that we've got here. And Sony decided that they were not going to adhere to those demands and they released it all out there. And there's been some kind of, there's been a little bit of talk about like, should this, is this something you should cover? Uh, Because it is a, it's an, it's an, I get it. If somebody gets in and steals a bunch of information and then just puts it out there and doesn't try to hold it for ransom or doesn't have to do that, I get it. Probably a big deal to talk about. It's happened. They have before. 
I don't know. There was some kind of weird back and forth of like, eh, should this be something we talk? Yes, it should be something you talk about. It's news. Yeah. You don't have to exploit it. You don't have to share the information as far as no. the personal e- information of emails. You don't have to put the demos and stuff uh, and rehost them or whatever if you want to do that. But should you talk about it? Totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I would you say talk about it. exploiting it and sharing the stuff would be right. That's too far. Yeah, and and using it for anything other than sharing the information that was in there because that, that's what I love. I say I love it. I, I hate that it happened, but the information that we got is stuff that we've always talked about wanting to be able to have that information a long time. Um, we've always wanted to have that information that they just don't reveal. Like, what is their deal with Marvel? What do they have? And we now know their deal that they had in place with Marvel. Um, and the other properties that that extends into, what they have at their disposal and what they don't have at their disposal, what they can use, what they can't use. Um, how long that deal was going on was massive. Maybe it's kind of a gray area that, you know, taking information that doesn't belong to you like this right. and then just releasing it, you know, as opposed to um, ransoming. Right, yeah, basically doing a blackmail thing, yeah. I mean, both are, you know... It's still bad either way. Bad I wouldn't talk way, about... It's kind of gray. I wouldn't not talk about it, yeah. either of them just for the fact that this is this is news and then the information you get from them damn right i'm gonna talk about all that stuff man i've always wanted because we've always said like how does this work what you know how you know what is their contract with with marvel we don't know um the sony's thoughts on how it's doing or what uh you know the other things that we pulled there's a ton of information that we pulled out of this while they went in the direction they went that information comes out as well. Yeah, they released 1.3 million files. 1.3 million files. And I guarantee you there are internet people who went through all 1.3 million files. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole team of people. Uh, the group has posted 1.67 terabytes of data spanning 1.3 million files on its Darknet site. The data includes footage and files from Insomniac's upcoming Wolverine game, as well as the studio's release slate for the next 12 years. There's also commercial and strategy documents, Slack screenshots, and personnel files uh, that were in there as well. I wonder if this might hurt us, the consumers and the game players in the future, where, like, all right, you know, we're going to have to shift stuff around, or we're going to, you know... I don't, I don't know. Um, I... It's, at this point, it kind of feels like the Grand Theft, and this is mentioned in there, the Grand yeah, Theft Auto 6 hack, six, where yeah. they put all that out there, but GTA was like, well, we're not going to start over. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. you've, got, you've got early stuff here. We're just going to continue our development. I feel the same way with Insomniac. Um, Only thing I see happening is better contingency plans in the future for right. companies. That's all I can see. Like, as much as, as much as this was, as much as was revealed, um, I don't think it would, I don't think it's going to hurt Insomniac. I don't know about Sony, but I don't think it's going to hurt Insomniac. Um, if anything, we saw the success of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, the Miles Morales. We saw the, the success of that franchise, knowing that there is uh, some standalone games from that franchise that are due up and a third installment of that franchise as well due up. I don't think that hurts anything at all. If anything, it, it's like, ooh, gives people something excited for because normally we wouldn't get these announcements until way, way... Into production. Oh, almost ready. yeah. Oh, hey, look what we have. 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and anyway, I don't think it's going to change their release schedule um, that I know of. Even if it does, it's not... The likelihood of development that they have going on right now for some of these games that are way far off, far off is early enough that it's not going to matter. By the time that game, those games get released, you're going to forget about all this. Um, you'll remember it, but because you didn't really see much of it. Now, the Wolverine game, maybe you'll remember some of that. That is uh, likely the closest one that we actually have footage of and demos and everything else, the stuff that was leaked that um, might still be fresh in your mind when it releases, but even then, I don't know, especially if they stick to the release date. I don't think it hurts them at all. Uh, Sony may be in a different thing because there was a lot of strategy in place. Uh, you know, strategy as far as marketing and advertising, what they're going to do, not necessarily with Insomniac, but just with the company in general. Um, so there may be something there because there was also memos about their, th their thoughts on Microsoft and things like that. There was, you know, financial uh, reports and all sorts of different things that might hurt in the long run to say that, oh, yeah, well, if you go with Sony, here's what they offer you. If you go with Microsoft, Microsoft can use that as their advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you think a company's not going to, they're going to. Yeah. It's not like they're going to not look at this and say, we're going to pull some moral high ground here. Uh, I don't necessarily know that there is any moral high ground in that regard. In business? That's no. what I'm saying. Exactly. No moral high ground. I don't think there's any moral high ground in that regard. I totally think that Microsoft poured over that information. And there's, when I talk about those 1.3 uh, million files and that and there's people on the internet. Yeah, teams of people looking at Microsoft. At other businesses. Yeah. Microsoft, Electronic yeah. Arts, Ubisoft, everybody probably poured over that information. Every boardroom in, the, in the, every boardroom in video gaming. Easily. Stuff, you know, yeah. So, as, and, and I would even go so far as to say that, it, what is the Destiny logo on my watch? Um, oh. <laughs> it was Twitter recommending something I might be interested in. No, I'm not. Um, no, if, uh, if you don't think for a second that the, the companies didn't, didn't look into that, as well as developers themselves, and I know developers probably have you know, stood their ground for, hey, don't talk about this or don't share this or don't release that. Guarantee every single one of them looked at that because mm -hmm. they all know the language that they're looking at when they watch those uh, those builds, those those early builds of games and those demos of games where they can see the code or they can see, you know, what, how the structure is done or how the sausage is made in a sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. They can interpret all that. And I guarantee you they looked at it. Mm -hmm. Whether probably not because they're looking for something to help with them. They're probably just completely curious and interested in like, hey, let's look at this. I'll and they know what they're looking at when they see it. I see it going down the line later. That, that little issue you had like two months ago in development. Hey, remember that Insomniac Bible? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe they had, maybe they were on to something. I know, know, right? I mean, there's, there's things there. And so I, I, for anybody saying that you shouldn't be talking about it now, you've, you've we're going to know you should talk about it. you totally should talk about it. um there is so much that was revealed in this thing the timeline the fact that insomniac has access to the x-men as far as properties um god they were they had already had in the wolverine stuff and there's more that the x-men games will be a sony exclusive for more than 10 years um so expect that to be the case I mean, that makes me excited because the stuff they did with uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, apparently we're going to get a Venom standalone. 
in the vein of Miles Morales. Um, and then you get a Spider-Man 3. There was apparently some like online thing that they were trying to do with Spider-Man as well. Uh, you're getting your Wolverine game, then you're getting an X-Men game down the line uh, further. Uh, so just a lot. Could you imagine a MMO Spider-Man game like set in the Spider-Verse? That's what it seemed to... It was What was it called? Spider-Man Web Beyond or something like that, I think, was the name of their multiplayer Spider-Man that they were looking at, uh, that they were trying to look like at Like a here. city of heroes, but Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a that would that would segue nice into another story. Yep. But we're not done talking about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, setting it up. This yeah, is you, are. For, you are. Foreshadow. Yeah, the roadmap includes a standalone Venom game, a Ratchet and Clank sequel, multiplayer spinoffs. That's the uh, the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, multiple X-Men games by the year 2030 and beyond. Two roadmaps are included in the leak, which was first reported by Cyber Daily and is now widely circulated on. First one begins in 2003 with Spider-Man 2 and shows a Venom game arriving in 2025, Wolverine in 2026, Spider-Man 3 in 28, Ratchet and Clank in 29, and then the studio's first X-Men game releasing by 2030. The slate then culminates with a new IP planned for 31-32. Um, where was... Let's see. The game, let's see. Well, we don't have a ton of details uh, for these. Up. One slide does give a pretty clear rundown of what fans can expect from the standalone Venom game. It will apparently continue the storyline of Spider-Man 2 and set up Spider-Man 3, bridging the games the way Miles Morales did the first game and the second game. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be a short, you know, one of those little quick, basically like Miles was as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this doesn't talk about the multiplayer. Um, the multiplayer stuff they were looking at. For let's see if this article may have it in there. There was just a bunch in this leak, a massive amount of stuff in this leak. Wolverine, um, X Men, X Men, X Men. Yeah, okay. All right. Can't find it, but it was there was a there were two little multiplayer aspects of Spider-Man that they were looking at. Um, and I can't remember all of it, but it was just a massive leak. Um, let's see. There's more here. I'm still looking through this because of how much information there was. Yeah, Insomniac responded and said, we are aware that the stolen data includes personal information belonging to our employees, former employees, and independent contractors. It also includes early details about Wolverine for PS5. We continue working quickly to determine what data was impacted. This experience has been extremely distressing for us. We want everyone to enjoy the games we develop as intended. However, uh, Insomniac is resilient. Marvel's Wolverine continues as planned. The game is in early production and will no doubt greatly evolve throughout development, as do all our plans. While we appreciate everyone's enthusiasm, We'll share official information about Wolverine when the time is right. On behalf of everyone here, thank you for your ongoing support during this challenging time. Uh, let's see also what hacked files tell us about the studio behind Spider-Man 2. Various internal, doc- internal documents released online as part of this hack suggest just how hard this has been to pull off. The studio leaders juggling teams, timelines, and budgets 
like Tetris blocks in order to ship games that aren't just excellent but also profitable. They also hint that possible cutbacks within Sony Worldwide Studios may be adding to the challenge. In addition to garnering rave reviews and a Game of the Year nomination at the Game Awards, Spider-Man 2 uh, is what I'm talking about. Sony also called it the fastest-selling PlayStation game ever, despite being a PS5 exclusive. Um, It was also the studio's apparently most expensive game ever. One internal presentation pegged the final cost of Spider-Man 2 at around $300 which was three times the cost of Spider-Man back on the PS4 for 2018. Yeah, it's... Pre-production on the game began in 2018, and at peak earlier this year, there were 264 developers working directly on the project, with an additional 116 contributing in the form of managers, IT staff, and other support roles. 314 minutes of cinematics alone cost over $40 million. The final cost was roughly $30 million over the original $270 million budget, which required the game to sell 7.2 million copies at full price to break even. The game had sold 6.1 million copies as of November 12th. I think they'll be fine. This is talking about Spider-Man 2. Another report or presentation from over the summer looking at Insomniac's next five years outlined development improvements the studio hopes to take advantage of while making its upcoming Wolverine action game. Notes from presentation mentions Toyota factory-style line stops leaders can use to halt production when certain problems are discovered so that they're fixed early rather than creating bigger issues down the line. It also directly called out cinematics and scene length as one area that had sprawled out past our initial estimates in past games. Wolverine, on the other hand, will feature a centralized story design pipeline to try and streamline things. All of this is being done with the clear aim of delivering a Game of the Year contender by 2026. These and other presentations provide a clear sense that Insomniac, despite its successes and the seeming resources of its parent company, is grappling with how to reverse the trend of ballooning blockbuster development costs. We have to make future AAA franchise games for $350 million or less, one slide read. In today's dollars, that's like, that's like making Spider-Man 2 for $215 million. That is $65 million less than our actual Spider-Man 2 budget. Another slide put the problem more starkly. Is three times the investment in Spider-Man 2 evident to anyone who plays the game? Have you played Spider-Man 2? I just started. Okay. I know you haven't because I know it's PlayStation 5 and I know you're not there yet. I know you got a PlayStation 5. Yes. For Christmas, I guess. Black Friday. Black Friday. That's when you picked it up. It's been a while since you've been here. Yes. Uh, (laughs) The Slim. Yeah, yeah. The Slim. Um, It came with it. Oh, Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, I have not picked it up yet. There's a version I want, and I really would like to see that come down in price so that I can get it. It's the Venom statue one. Oh, I know. I really want it. It's like 230 bucks, but it's on the. Uh, but you can only get it from Sony. You can't like. It's not available on Amazon or GameStop or you know Best Buy or something. Increasing yeah. the exclusivity. Uh, I know, and also I'm sorry, really, the flexibility of it. Man. Really reducing the chance that it drops in price as well. Oh, I <laughs> not, not when it's in Sony's storefront, right? Yeah. Like, this is the only place you can get it. We, we're good if you buy it or not. We're not going to drop the price. Yeah, like, what's the, what's the rule? Uh, Nintendo titles don't drop and uh, 
Heavenly sword. Heavenly sword. That's Heavenly right. Heavenly sword does not drop. Heavenly sword so does not do anything. Add that to the list. Now I'm thinking about that question you said. Uh, are players going to see right. where that investment comes from? It's I'm three times no. the investment in Spider-Man Two evident to anybody who plays the game. No, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see a reason other than prettier graphics. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see. I, don't I see mean, but how else. much is like the graphics and the load time? Is that indicative of the PS5 system as opposed to the game itself? But so, some, some have always said, uh, at this point, at this point in time, your graphics better be pretty. Yeah. We expect them to be pretty, and load times to be uh, short. Short, yeah. So we expect that. So that's not a feature. But the load times that. are based on the machine itself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the load times are going to be based on your console. The way it looks is going to be based on your console. So people talking about the graphics and the load time, you know, which I've heard, I've heard people talk you know, mm-hmm. since the game came out. Like, oh my gosh, in Spider- you know, because in the original Spider-Man, you could like, you know, you do the fast travel, and you got a few seconds to watch them on the subway or whatever. This, mm-hmm. it's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. Yeah. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen the transitions. But that's not the game. That's not Insomniac. That's just the, the machine being... I mean, I'm sure there's part of it is, is Insomniac code, as to oh, how it yeah. writes to the thing, but... Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't I know. I wouldn't think of like, oh, wow, I could tell that, you know, they spent, you know, three times as much on Right. That. You know, like... Like, I can, I don't know. The the best that I can compare this to, because it's the only thing that I have fresh in my head, because I haven't played that. But before I played Ragnarok, I went back and replayed God of War. That's on my list as well. Right. So I went back and I replayed God of War, easy mode, just burning through the thing, just to go through, through the, the story, story again. Yeah. Um. Which I was doing on uh, New Game Plus, so I still kept all my stuff, and I put it on easy mode. Went through New Game Plus. It probably didn't take you long. Oh God, no! Did not take near, not near as long because I wasn't sitting there looking in every nook and cranny for every little collectible I could find. I had already put in that work. Yeah. So I just wanted to experience the story again before I played Ragnarok. And playing Ragnarok, if somebody were to ask me that question. Can you tell we put three times the investment in this game than we did the first one? I could easily tell you yes. Oh, really? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Totally. Totally. More worlds to explore, more places to go. They had that new DLC. DLC is amazing. Um, and it's free, which is And like, it's completely what? free. Thank you. Yeah. Um. This one guy who I watch, uh, Skillup, I think is his name on YouTube, Skillup Reviews or whatever, uh, he did a great review of that DLC. Um, it is... feels more like the review of a film or, or a different type of media okay. than it does video games. The way he connects... Like, he opens the review not even talking about the game. He opens the review talking about a documentary that was filmed at a prison. And he goes into, I don't know, he probably spends about five, ten minutes on this film and what it does. And then he relates to what that does to what you're doing in this DLC and pulls it together and then starts reviewing the game. It's a really, really great review and really showcases what is on offer from that DLC that is, uh, that is available really really good um but i can tell in ragnarok just from the amount of places that you can visit the whole way they've done everything with the hub with your characters with everything else i mean yes it looks better because you're on a ps5 instead of a four 
But um, but yeah, I could I, if somebody were to ask me that, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody would ask me, and, and I haven't played Spider Man two, so I can't tell you. You know, I I wouldn't be able to play Spider Man two and tell you that I could see something here. I I, I don't know. I haven't played it. If you were to ask me that from Miles Morales into from Spider Man to Miles Morales, I would say no. I don't see that. This feels like you just changed some paint on some buildings, put some snow in, and some Christmas yeah. lights, and you did you know, Although, same mechanic. Spider Man Two does have a whole whole bunch of extras place to explore. Yeah, you know. I'm sure. I, I know the I know the island's much the bigger. The island's a lot bigger. You could swap between characters back and forth mm-hmm. willy nilly. Yep. Um, so, I mean, there's a possibility if I were to play Spider-Man 2, I could probably answer that question. You have, but you're very like early in the beginning. Begin- yeah, yeah, just beginning. I just did the introductory whatever to where you get into the world. Kind of like uh, when you in the first Spider-Man, the first thing you do is go up against Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it's that part. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, hey, here's the, here's the game, the credits. Here's the first, you know... Like, mm-hmm. As with most modern games, like the first boss that you fight. Right, it's a big set piece. Yeah, the initial set piece. Yeah. It says, uh, games like Miles Morales, a stopgap spinoff, offer one possible alternative. The shorter adventure had a budget of only $90 And Miles Morales was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, According to one 2022 presentation on mid-sized games, but it went on to sell over 10 million copies, making it incredibly profitable in addition to being beloved by fans. The presentation notes that these mid-sized games generally take two years less to make than tentpole games, helping to reduce the time between new games as well as the risks if something goes wrong in development. And they're cheaper. Yeah. So more likely people will like, oh, hey, I, I see this like $70 game and this uh, what, $50 or $40 game. You say they're cheaper, but I'm curious, and I'm sure in all these files there's probably a, a, a number in here as to what the budget for the Venom spinoff is. Mm-hmm. Because... In video games, in movies, in, in massly consumed media in general, if you make another one, it is usually expected to be bigger, better. better than the first. Yes. Maybe not better. <laughs> you hope it's going to be better. Yeah. But usually it's going to be bigger. Bigger, flashier. Yeah, exactly. You're taking the money you made from this one and you realize people loved it, so you're going to put more of that in there and you're going to invest more into making it happen. We need more of the same but different. I think, right. Uh, I think what was the numbers? Uh, the sequel usually gets about 80% of the original, I think. Is that the case? I, I, I don't know. The, that, that was a study a while back ago, so I don't know if that is, uh, that's the case now. So I don't know. So yeah. you build Spider-Man, then you do Miles Morales. Miles Morales uh, has some improvements, gameplay mechanically, over the first one. Maybe has some... Uh, maybe some graphical improvements. I don't know. It depends on what's happened in between the time there. You come out with Spider-Man 2. Now, what is the cost of your standalone for Spider-Man 2? Does it balloon higher than your standalone from the first? In other words, does it fall that pattern? Main game, this much money, and and this much stuff used. Sequel, this much money, more money, more stuff used. Main game spinoff. Does it not? Does that then not jump to that one as well, where you put more into sequel spinoff? And you said you played Miles, right? Yes. All right. So having played Miles and also having played uh, Ragnarok spinoff or uh, the DLC. DLC. Oh, the DLC. Yeah. 
What, how do they compare in size and time? I mean, you, you're... Is the Ragnarok one, like, a lot smaller? It's not yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, so it's not quite the same. Ragnarok is just a the Valhalla DLC yeah. stuff. That's just... That's a rogue arena type thing. It is not... It's okay. got story. It does have story involved. Yeah. And it's got it's got a, some good story beats, but it is nothing compared to what Miles what Miles is. Okay. So, I, I, I wouldn't know so basically it's a stage. It kind of a stage okay. with a little extra. Yeah, it's got it's different typical, parts. Yeah. It's got different parts of of, yeah. of stage arenas and things that you can fight in yeah. and and different ways to handle it. There is a small story there. Mm-hmm. Um but to compare it to a standalone like, or expand alone, yeah, like yeah. Miles Morales, which is not technically DLC. A little half game. Yeah, it's a game you can buy I mean, and it's play. Not, it's, not a, it's not a new concept to me. Uh, PlayStation did this a while back, especially on the import import market. There was a you had a full size game, and then somewhere down the line you had like a uh, a partial, a half game. They uh, they didn't get finished with, but it was mm-hmm. enough to make a playable version of it. I guess like I guess before before early release on Steam, mm-hmm. that's what would come out. So something like that came about. It's, it's not a new concept, but it's not done too often. I've been saying twenty five years now, mm-hmm. uh, over twenty five years. What Half Life did back in like mm-hmm. ninety nine, mm-hmm. where they had the game and then they released a demo of the game. But like unlike most demos at the time, where it's just here's a section of the game that we just took out, mm-hmm. it was a whole nother thing. Um, Half Life Upload. I think is what it was. It was a. It was a. It was completely separate from the game. Separate yeah. from the game itself, mm-hmm. and its own story, its own thing. Like if, if game companies would do that, where like you know bring back some kind of demo, like PT was, mm-hmm. or something like that, but have it be one hundred percent not in the game itself. You know, so that way you get a taste of what the game is like, but it's not the game beat. So that when you're playing the game, you know, like, oh yeah, I remember all of a sudden we run through. Mm-hmm. Like that was amazing. I wish they would do something like that. I've been saying that. Never played it. The the Half Life. Yeah, I never played Half Life Upload or whatever it was called. I never played that. It was it was great because you get more. Even if you played Half Life and you love the game, oh wow, there's a little bit more here that I haven't played. Mm-hmm. So like fans of Half Life get to play that and you know play a little bit more that you know so, you know you have a different experience with the MRE. If you haven't played it, then like oh this gives me a taste of what it's like and right. me know the game. It's just to me, it was win-win, you know. So if they could do something small, free DLC, like you know, maybe you know, I don't know how big Valhalla was, but like maybe not that you know that size or smaller. Valhalla was a couple of gigs worth of a download. I can't remember the exact size. It could give people a idea of like this is what your game is, yeah, and everything. And then so the people who've already played it, you know, I mean, maybe that's what Valhalla is like that that free demo. That uh, although you probably need the game itself, to you do have it. to have the game. The game. See, yes. that's where the that's where the, the analogy kind of breaks down. And honestly, it was like free. Yeah, where you don't have to have Ragnarok, and then like people do that, and like, oh hey, this is, I was kind of on the fence on Ragnarok. This makes me want to go buy it. I'm curious if, and I don't know this because I haven't, but I'm curious if you can access the DLC before finishing the game because it is very much. Uh, an epilogue, like do it first. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. you would be. It would be real weird to go into that without actually playing the game. And I don't necessarily know if there's any kind of a restriction on uh, on that. Uh, I have no idea, but uh, I'm, I'm curious if you could do that. You shouldn't be able to. 
But then again, at the same time, I'm also like, why would you restrict somebody from doing that? Just let them do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you want them to experience the story, but I wouldn't withhold content from somebody before. Now, difficulty of content, sure. You know, you want to hold back different things like that, but I don't know that I would hold back the content itself. But, um, oh, man. So, yeah. Anyway, the Insomniac thing is huge. Uh, oh, Spider-Man 3 might be broken into two parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Multal says that... Uh, it's hard to do that um, as it takes a lot more money to create something fresh rather than make... And I get that, you know, yes, that'd be more money that they're taking away. And maybe I'm, my brain's still stuck in a time when games didn't take billions of dollars or you know, multi-millions of dollars to make. You know, like a smaller you know, company and smaller teams could actually make a game as opposed to them being... They look, we still got the indie, right? Yeah. yeah. They make some quality games for a fraction of what they'll be a AAA titles and we've got True. So games. maybe this might be something not for AAA titles, but yeah. like for like, you know, some independent developers that could do something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I would just hate, you know, I think it was a, an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still reading some of these, uh, some of this other stuff here from the... Uh, from the leak and everything else. So, All right, we're going to take a break. We are at the bottom of the hour here, past it actually. So yeah. we are going to take a break and then come back and uh, dive into more news and, and everything else here. We got phone calls. We got people in the, uh, at Chris in the Discord. He's gone now. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Music here from the Talos Principle 2. This what? is titled Once in Rome. We'll be right back. And welcome back to in-game chat. Music here from, I think it was an expansion, A Boy and His Yeti, Song of Nunu. I don't know which one's the title and which one is the song track title. I don't know which one is the game title and which one is the track title. Song of Nunu or A Boy and His Yeti. I don't know. I'm guessing A Boy and His Yeti is the game? I don't know. I think it may be Song of Nunu. Nu song of Nunu. In you, in you. Not Snoo Snoo? Not Snoo Snoo. No, it's not. Not Snoo Snoo. <laughs> Song of Nu Nu. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the show. Jumping into those insomniac leaks and everything there. And, uh, well, I don't know. Where else do we want to go with this? 
Um, I mean, most of it was, there was Sony talking about the, oh, I remember they were concerned about the Microsoft's position after the buyout of Activision Blizzard. That was something that came out of that leak as well. Um, let's see. In the, I say, look through this document. <sighs> Following the cyber attack on Insomniac, um, Sony's internal concern described the buyout of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard um, as the leapfrog. It goes on to say that Microsoft is now positioned to leapfrog our current pillars. Sony points out the benefits of the acquisition, which arms Microsoft with strong live service games, scale in mobile, and a ready-made PC storefront in Battle.net. It also notes Microsoft is building its own mobile app store um, to challenge Apple's app store and the Google Play Store, which is something Xbox boss Phil Spencer has spoken about multiple times in the past. Sony goes on to express concern about the Call of Duty threat coming in 2027. In order to appease antitrust regulators, Microsoft signed a deal with Sony to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, um, but that deal ends in 2027. Sony predicts a massive threat to its subscription service, PlayStation Plus, which amounts to $1.5 in annual revenue, which I guess we can see now why they were really concerned about losing antitrust. Yeah. It's the title. Yeah, I'm trying to get back to where you got other video games to play. So, well, I'm curious huh. as to you know again in all these things. I don't know if it was shown, but like, how much of that 1.5 billion in annual revenue is spent on playing Call of Duty on your system? Like, I get this probably a, a chunk of it, but is it enough that you're that concerned about losing however much it is? And I don't know. Is Call of Duty still? You, what it's a are? still. It's a huge, huge thing, man. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, but you make. But we've talked about it before. You make games. Make something. I know. I know. But they can try and make something, man. But Call of Duty has burned into the mindset of everybody. Yeah, but. And it's hard to. It's hard to battle. It's hard to go against the legacy title. It's really hard to do that. Dr. Price. Um, like 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 uh, 2K did with the NFL yeah. back then. I, mean, I know I know the result was uh, EA shelling out uh, a whole bunch of money to the NFL for that, but you can't, I mean, you can't exactly copyright um, first-person military-style shooting. Yeah. Not in that fashion. You were talking, uh, I mean, on the uh, last... Part, we were talking about like you know joking about heavenly sword mm -hmm. right, and everything. Call of Duty is another one, like on Steam, like on PC. Yes, the 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 Call of Duty Four, which came out oh seven oh eight, is still ridiculously. See, but I'm wondering if that changes because that was Activision's deal. Yeah. That was Activision saying, you know, here's where here's what we're allowing on those price cuts, you know. Will that change once Microsoft's involved with it as far as the PC price cuts of those? Actually, will it even matter? Because then they're going to be on Game Pass Jeez. anyway. How much is it? Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Wolf Warfare on Steam is uh, 20 bucks. Oh. And right under that, there's a package. You buy the Call of Duty Modern Warfare franchise bundle. That's 140 But like, some of them are still, like, some of them, like, last I looked, yeah. which has been a minute, like Ghost or some of the other ones, were like, you know, 
which are not new, yeah. it was still like fifty bucks. They, I don't, I don't. For one, I don't look at those whenever they yeah. come up in sales, so I don't remember. But I do remember, you know, looking at titles and thinking, oh, that's too much. That's that's your sale yeah. price. That's way too much for being a sale price. Or you could buy the entire franchise bundle, which is ten percent off for nine hundred sixty-two dollars. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you want to go that route. $900. That's like almost like the uh, train simulator. Yeah, it really you know, is. If you want to talk about expensive, you want to go for uh, a lot of money for a game, mm-hmm. train simulator and the DLC. Yeah. Um, in the document, Sony admitted its pillars are already dated and behind the competition and lamented the elusive perfect game subscription. The expectation of free best-in-class video games creates an unstable model, Sony said, with subscription revenue not enough to cover investment. A unified console, PC, and mobile experience doesn't exist, said Sony, due to diversity in form factor and computer power. Sony's central approach, it said, remains the premium sales model. The internal documents shine a light on the contrasting strategies between Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft launches its games day and date across PC and Xbox and straight into Game Pass. Whereas Sony launches its games first on PlayStation, then sometime down the road, PC. And then sometime down the road, potentially way, PS Plus. Way down the road yeah. in some cases. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan said in June of 2023 that video game publishers do not like Xbox Game Pass. During his pre-recorded testimony for an evidentiary hearing uh, between the FTC and Microsoft, Ryan claimed publishers do not like their video game subscription service because it is value destructive. This is his quote. I talked to all the publishers, and they unanimously do not like Game Pass because it is value-destructive, he said during his testimony. Just before that, he claimed Game Pass is unprofitable for Microsoft. The Game Pass business model appears to have some challenges, and Microsoft appears to be losing a lot of money on it, quoting Jim Ryan. Um, These comments came before Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard, though, and now the game has changed. For Sony, it seems the game has changed significantly. The data data breach comes as Sony's live service game push hangs in the balance. Last month, uh, the Sony president said the company was reviewing the 12 live service PlayStation games it had in the works and committed to launching only six of them by the end of March 2026. Said Sony is still working on whether the other six live service games will come out, adding it's not that we stick to certain titles, but for the gamers, quality should be the most important. One has already fallen away completely. Uh, that was Naughty Dog's Last of Us multiplayer game. Uh, they're quitting that and focusing on single-player titles. There. Uh, what I else do we have? Fly anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. You don't. When you think of Last of Us, you're not. I'm not thinking of multiplayer. No. I'm thinking of story and how much it impacts you. Mm-hmm. Yep. No kidding, man. No kidding. Uh, it was really interesting to read that, and there's a ton of that stuff out there. Did you did you happen to watch any of the uh, or look at any of the footage that was released as far as the Wolverine stuff or the the you know the early footage of these games that they had in release? Uh, I didn't see the footage, but I heard people talking about it. They said that when uh, I don't think they were implementing his powers. Not in the best way, but then again, it is early, so it's very early. It looked very. Um, Oddly enough, and I don't know why Wolverine has parkour elements, but it has parkour elements to it. Well, you've got to have some way for the man to travel. You know? There's, if, you're, if you're putting him in an open world game, which mm-hmm. that seems to be what they're doing, needs an ability, need, needs to be able to travel. And so 
Um, yeah, that was a part. Did they have a Wolverine cycle? A Wolverine cycle? No. I, well, I don't necessarily know. I didn't see him use a vehicle at all. No, uh, but like in the comics and then mm-hmm. the... Oh, no, 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 I know. But I'm curious, though, if there's not something like that. But in the footage that was shown, there wasn't him... He wasn't using any type of vehicle. The traversal was jumping uh, from rooftop to rooftop type thing and um, using his claws to climb walls. Yeah. Uh, you know, to latch onto walls and pull himself up, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, so that seemed to be the, the way they were going as far as the traversal and aspect. Parkour wouldn't stick out. I mean, his history does have influence with the uh, Yoshida clan. Mm-hmm. So some martial arts or a ninja, ninja-like uh, movie, but parkour? Uh, I know. I don't know. That's just how that. they used it. I don't necessarily know that it is that, but that's just yeah. how it was written in their little slides and stuff. So, you yeah. say jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and Kinda. that makes me want to have an open-world Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, um, who is it? Ubisoft? I can't remember who it is. They're working on Last Ronin. Um, we got the tease for that, I don't know how long ago, and I don't remember who's working on it. Maybe it was a THQ game. Um, or was it I don't even know who owns the property of the Ninja Turtles anymore it was some company they're working on the last Ronin uh, video game and I don't know that that's open world but feels like it might be yeah Black Forest games yeah published by THQ Nordic THQ hey there, there's one for the old I love it when I get a win for my memory because <laughs> Because those are so few and far between as of late. Right. At, yeah, at our age, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't necessarily credit it to age. I credit it to everything There's I've been through. There's a lot of gray hair in this room. Oh, my God. All, um, all, all this XP on our heads. Yeah, yeah oh boy. That's a lot. We're the ones telling Link it's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take this. We're not Link anymore. It's dangerous to go alone. I did it once. Um, oh, man. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, we could go on and on about this Insomniac leak. Um, yeah, there's 1.6 terabytes of data that was put out. Yeah, we so got yeah. much. Yeah. Sony pressured its studios into making big cuts amid increasing development costs. There's just so much we pulled from this that I would love to continue to go over, and I may pull little snippets of to talk about um, in shows to come. Yeah, I was about to ask you. Um, too much for one show. I think so. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to spend the entire show. segment talking about it because, yeah. I mean, we haven't even gone over what we played or what we did for Christmas and all this other stuff. So um, I do want to get into that. And then there's just more coming down the line here that we've got. Um, so I think we'll, we'll look into that, see if I can do a couple of quick hits here. Um, if you are on PC and have an Epic Game Store account, then you probably had a good last two weeks of game after game after game after game being offered to you. Um, There was a lot that were given away free. And if you don't have an Epic Games account, then go make one. It takes no time at all. It is absolutely free. If you've got a PC that can play games, just go make an account because right now you can get Guardians of the Galaxy for free. Yep, picked it up. And that is a good game. Uh, So what Epic Store is doing reminds me of the old PlayStation Plus where it's like, oh, hey, what's this free game now that's actually a good game? Well, I mean, PlayStation Plus still does that once a month. Um, But the quality's dropped since the initial thing. It's like like the Steam sales. They used to be notable. Steam sales used to be notable when it first started. Oh, I took advantage of the Steam sales this week, or this not this week. I took advantage of that Steam sale that went on uh, 
over the holidays there and some of my there's an interesting story there i don't know if i have time for it um i had my gamestop credit right it's right. it was all trade-in credit however to put all of this they couldn't put all of it on one card so they put it on a trade card and then they put it on gamestop gift cards I didn't think there was anything wrong with that at all, um, except around the first of December. Um, it actually it happened earlier than that on other purchases, but by the first of December or somewhere around there, uh, the stores, not only GameStop but also Amazon, uh, and I think Target maybe, prevented you from using gift card money mm. to buy money for other shops. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you couldn't take your GameStop gift card and go buy twenty bucks worth of Steam credit or yeah. twenty bucks worth of Nintendo Online credit. Yeah, uh, you couldn't go do that. Same, just uh, as well, and you still can't do this online. By the way, um, you also cannot take your GameStop gift card credit and buy a digital purchase. In other words, I can't buy a digital copy of a Nintendo Switch game. Or a PlayStation game, or whatever the case. You can't use it. It has to be physical mm-hmm. now. Uh, mainly because that is what they deal in. I mean, things moving to digital, and digital only. Alan Wake 2, the more games do this, uh, the more hurt places like GameStop are going to feel. Mm-hmm. Because that is, their, their bread and butter is that trade-in. Yeah, I and thought their bread and butter was Funko Pop and... Right. Well, that's physical because you can't digitize those. Sure. So the more of that you have in there, the the more people are likely to to buy that when they come in and can't get what they want on their gift card. Yeah, we just talked about uh, the uh, ballooning development costs. So yeah, one way to do it, right? Not, not make a physical version, just keep it digital. So anyway, I went into the store, and I was like, "Man, I can't do this online." So I'm hoping I can do this here. I read that I could. The money that is on here is trade credit. He looked at the card and he's like, that's that's gift card credit. That's going to register as gift card credit. But as soon as I gave him my phone number, he looked it up and he saw on my profile or whatever where I had made the trade-in and how much trading credit I had. And he knew, like, okay, that's trading credit, but I think our, car, I think our system is going to read this wrong. It didn't. Okay. It read it completely as it should. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I use some of that to uh, to make a steam purchase. We'll talk about that when we come up on the next hour here. We've got to take another break. Uh, when we come back, uh, yeah, we'll go over the the Christmas haul or or what either what we've played, what we got. I don't know what we did on our Christmas vacation. We'll see something like that. Uh, music here coming from the. Uh, did you play the RoboCop game? Did you play the RoboCop demo? Oh, okay, no interest. <laughs> really, not at all. Man, I thought you would be. Not really. It got a lot of good reviews, actually. <laughs> okay. I was surprised. Gameplay-wise, yeah, but I hear the... Um, but it was very repetitive, and it yeah. was very... The, le- the, le- the, yeah. the level of acting was... Um, yeah, it was... was the biggest, one of the biggest gripes I saw. Uh, about as quality as Robocop 3. Yeah, and most of it is, is bad, but apparently there was stuff good enough here. I guess maybe the feel of the game or whatever is being mm. this guy. I don't know. Anyway... The main music from Robocop Rogue City. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this.
Welcome back to Endgame Chat. This is music from Thirsty Suitors. A track called Nylon Empire. Something plays while you're doing your battle. I think I saw it on uh, PSN, uh, an appetizer for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh basically it's it's very Scott Pilgrimish in a sense. It's you battling your old exes. Um but not to win over somebody else or not to battle it to that. You're just going through coping, I guess. Just going, yeah, and and um but you're not battling them to win somebody else, you're battling them to Ooh. Ah boy, that's a bad thing to do. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knocked something off the shelf here and it hit the keyboard that controls what we have on here. That's bad. But we're good. Uh, we're okay. Anyway, yeah, Thirsty Suitors. It's on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. I played a little bit of it. I fought the first ex-boyfriend thing that you had to do. And uh, there was some neat stuff there. The battles took forever, at least on that first opening one. So I haven't, I haven't gone back to play it. But yeah. yeah. So. Hello, join the club, man. You, there's plenty of games you started and mm-hmm. just never got back to. Mm-hmm. Like I've still got, I've still got the DLC for Bloodborne. Still haven't, still haven't done wet. You pl- you went further that night at GTA. Yeah, never finished it, but I did go. I think you, I think you stopped at the uh, the airplane jumping on cargo stage. I think maybe. Yeah, I think that was it. It's been forever, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, yeah, thirsty suitors out there. Yeah, I uh, looked at the, the, the description. It's a breakup simulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um. Let's see, just to update people what's been going on the past two weeks, I don't know if I remember mentioning this. I don't know if I got the email about this before we took a break and I didn't mention it, or I did, or if it came after we took the break, because I just do not remember. Did I mention that I heard back from Bungie on my ban? No. And it wasn't a auto uh, a bot responding? It was actually right. a person? Right, Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't mention that. Yeah, no, no, no. This is, um, here, I can read you the email. Okay. Uh, let's have a search for it. Bungie. There we go. You got us on bated breath, man. Oh, no. Don't worry. There's <laughs> no, nothing okay. to bait here. Nah. Um, your, pe- your, yeah. your appeal. Probably, see, again, getting old. Um, zoom in on this thing, please. <laughs> your appeal has been reviewed and considered. Due to the nature of the restriction you are appealing and the results of our review, your restriction is not eligible for an appeal. No further information will be provided. This appeal has been closed. Please do not submit duplicate appeals as your restriction will not receive an additional review. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much that's it. This sounds like a bot. The ban- well, I mean, that's a standard thing that they're sending me, but yeah, uh, not coming back to uh, not coming back to this. Um, that is so they- done. Why were you so- banned? I wish I knew. They didn't tell me. Yeah, I know. That's the, the part I want to know. I would, your appeal has been reviewed. You I know. know. And that makes me wonder, though, Tough what did millions. you... First off, what did you find, but where did you see that I was exploiting? Um, I would love for them to to show me where that is the case. Um, <laughs> I would love for them to show me where that is the case, where they saw any kind of 
Like, here's where you were doing blah, blah, blah. So I don't I have no idea. I was playing Iron Banner at the time, so I'm very curious yeah. as to what had happened. Part of me is like, you know what? I'm kind of glad for the band because I wouldn't have been able to play as many games as I've been able to play. Yeah, they, in, in a way that uh, Bungie has forced the issue and made, made Scott play other things in his library. Which is perfectly fine. I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, it's been nice to go through a holiday season or a long uh, break where I do have time to play games and I have options yeah and i mean i get that all the way the options were always there for me but it was always a sense of well why don't i just you know if i'm going to be doing this let's put some time in the destiny because i can yeah. move things forward for the season and that sort of thing were you, not, were you feeling that it was a uh, destiny was kind of like a more chore than fun at one point it was coming to that and if it yeah. was and i'm sure on some there were some times when it felt that way mm -hmm. but it was easily coming to that it was easily coming to it in a sense that I've come this far, and we've got this last expansion coming out. Play, play it through that. You know, yeah. see it through. Yeah, didn't see it through. Just see it through, and 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 go through it, and, and be done with it. But if you played this much, why not finish it off? Finish it off all I can. So yeah, okay. yeah. And but anyway, it's, it, but that's not going to happen. Which is fine because now I am, I am, I am open to other things, yeah. and other things I shall play. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole situation really sounded like a. You're under arrest. You're going to jail. What's going to jail? What's the charge? We can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? I know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. What was I going to ask? Um. What did you guys do for the holidays? Did you guys play any games? We'll, we'll start with you, RJ. Did you play anything over the past two weeks that we've been? I didn't get to play much because most of the holiday was spent uh, uh, helping out my folks and going to uh, uh, gatherings all over town. So. Not too much playing wise. Um, he played Family yeah. Obligation, uh, the yeah, game. Yeah. Don't don't joke. That might actually happen sometime. I've seen some. Uh, we need we need a, we need original ideas in gaming. So mm -hmm. we might actually try something like that. But yeah, that's pretty much what it was mostly. So it's pretty much been um, more the same, really. Yeah. Um, the usual suspects. Grand Theft Auto Online. Virtual Five, so trying to improve my uh, gameplay in that. I've, I've, I've narrowed it down to the fact that my defense is, in that game is poor because I do not know uh, matchups very well. And in fighting games, it's key that you know the matchups of the opponent that you're fighting that, that you're facing. And um, me being the type that plays like one character until I can learn every aspect of the character, I haven't really played uh, with other, any other characters. I mean, the best I can get is either playing them directly or watching the replays from the internet feed of, uh, of other matches that's gone on online as well. So it's just a matter of um, improving my defense and learning, learning matchups. That's what I have to do more than anything else. And catch up on my, my uh, total matches played because I'm, I've just got to um, 8.30, 8.40, and there are people on, online with uh, 10,000, 11,000 matches on their belt. So, yeah, I got pretty much a long way to go. But... Um, I'll look, I'm having fun during the struggle, but um, just keep plugging away until something good happens. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Just it? Yeah. What about you, Matt? What have you been, what's been playing? I mean, it's been a while since we talked to you, but what's yes. you, it's been dipping into gaming-wise? So, um, I completed, finally, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, okay. And the little expansion that they had. Did you complete that on PS5? Yes. So, did you get the director's cut and the, the, the one that had the... Wasn't there a PS5 upgrade to that game? Or yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Is, and that's, you got all of that stuff and did the, okay, good. It's pretty game. Pretty oh, game. You yes. playing on a 4K? Yes. Oh, okay, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a beautiful game. Because I had it on PS4 and I got to the third island. I mean, the, the third section. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the island's broken into three different sections. And so I got to the third section and I just, you know, by the time that, uh, you know, in my life, I, I think I put it down. You know, that was the end of the PS4 era. Um, you know, just various stuff. So I never finished it. So I finally finished it. And like, so I, I remember enough about it. Um, I, you know, did my whole thing. Like, I completely uncovered the entirety of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, I did all the side quests and everything. Um, and just the loading, like, if you fast travel, is instantaneous. Mm-hmm. That, that's to me, is just like, wow. Um, so I did that. That, that was really, really cool. Um, I that. Um, did, you, did you get all the, all the skills uh, that you get? Available? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I completely maxed out my character all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, then you go to the um, Inky Island. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I did I, that. I, I think completely. I haven't. I, I don't think I've gone to that island yet. I think I've downloaded all the DLC for the game. It was well, good. But I didn't get to that. I liked it. Yet. I liked yeah. it a lot. Okay, good. I've got something to look up on. Another thing to add to the um, backlog. I've been off. wanting to finish that game for a good while, mm-hmm. a couple of years now, and I just want to get back into it because it's just such a beautiful game. Um, I've been screenshots in that game. Right? Well, you can get a lot of screenshots. Out of oh, that I game. bet. Yeah, uh, I've uh, been playing um, a, a uh, online uh, co-op version of uh, Elden Ring with uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not a co-op game. There's yeah. a mod that you can get for it to co-op it. And so we've been doing that. And that's been a lot of fun and frustrating and fun and frustratingly fun. <laughs> what was the most frustrating thing uh, you've had to deal with, man? Doing a boss over and over and over and over. I would imagine. 20 something times. Because it, it, Kevin's uh, a lot, he's higher levels than I am. Mm-hmm. Right? So it scales. Yeah. Uh, if you If you're. Uh, if your level is too high, then yeah, it, uh, you're, you're able to scale on. Yeah, so we're doing it in my world since you know um, he's been playing a lot more of it. Than me, you know, so mm-hmm. you know I'm like the you know like when we first started, I'm the level one with a level like 50 person in my world, mm-hmm. so everything scales to him. And I'm like, oh look, hey, here's a mosquito, and I'm dead. You know, kind of a thing. The mosquitoes hurt in this game. Yeah, they do. Everything hurts in this game. Yeah. Uh, but you know he's been you know we've been going around he's been very patient with me, um, and that's been a lot of fun just you know like fighting and and riding the horse and, and just doing everything uh, exploring that world mm-hmm. and stuff uh, enjoying enjoying that a lot. Which uh, which boss was it that was giving you uh, twenty twenty times you had to play it by fighting? Um, the one of the very I mean for us it was the first boss that we really fought. Okay. Um, it was a guy with like a big tree uh, head. Um, <laughs> the best way you can do it, guy with a big tree head. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Remember. You fought him he's twenty off, times. Yeah, he's it's off it's to it's the, the the right of the. You know, if you go uh, to the right of the map and everything, he's mm-hmm. right there to get into a castle and stuff. And just because uh, you know, like I was such low level, mm-hmm. you know, he just like just, Morgoth. Is that right? The dude with the. Uh, the dude with the cane yes. and the uh, and the, and the, and the horns going out of his head. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like Morgoth. Yeah. Morgoth. 
Yeah, um, either him or his brother, one of the two. But yeah, uh, if it's one of the if it's one of the omen omen boys, then yeah, um, he uh, is he's a problem because from soft over the years has improved their uh, boss AI mechanics. So there's they have attacks that's specifically made to stop you from rolling every time. Yes. It's like perfectly timed yes. to hit you just as you come out of a roll. And like, you know, several times like I would dodge or whatever and he knocked me down and then while I was getting back up, that's when he hits me a second time and mm -hmm. just completely get, and I'm like, there's nothing I could do to you know to stop that. Yeah. Other than not get knocked down. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes that's hard. Yeah. Especially just learning to battle with it. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, we would do that like over and over. We just kept on dying. All right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. All right, tomorrow night, let's do it again. And tomorrow night, we can do it again. And like, and he was recording it. Kevin was like recording it, and streaming it. And then like, sometimes the game would crash because it's not supposed to be co-op. Yes, yeah. People all times really lost co-op things if you were in the same uh, coming and summoning, yeah, or something like that. And yeah, then when you're summoned, uh, you lose half your health and half your items for healing so yeah whereas this is like the whole game we're just co-oping mm -hmm. your mod yeah. and so you know sometimes it gets a little wonky and we crash and so he's like all right i'm not gonna stream this next one and record it and that's when we beat it of course right? i was like oh mm -hmm. uh so yeah i've been uh doing that um that one's been a lot a lot of fun and you got a PS5 over the, the Black Friday deals. Uh, yeah. You got that on base, I guess? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there, was a good, uh, there was a good PlayStation 5 Black Friday deal at like Target or whatever, but you probably got a good deal yeah. from, from the base, or at least on that, uh, that version of the, the uh, console. Yes. The slim that comes the with Spider-Man. With Spider-Man, yeah. Uh, I went ahead and... So what have you played on the PS5 so far? Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, that's it, yeah. And a little bit of uh, Spider-Man 2. Okay. Because um, you played the other one. You played the first one in Miles on PC, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Well, I played the... Actually, I played the first one on the PS4. PS4. Then got it on the PC and beat it on the PC. Got Miles on both and both mm -hmm. on the PC. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going through my uh, my library that I have, you know, associated with my uh, PlayStation account. And I'm like, okay, most of the stuff in there is... PlayStation Plus that mm -hmm. I got, and I don't have PlayStation Plus anymore, so I don't really have access to a, a lot of it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but the you know, stuff I do have access to, uh, like um, the uh, Uncharted 4 Lost Legacy. Right. I haven't played that yet. Okay. And so that, that was the stand, the expand-alone. The expand yeah. yeah. So that, that's one of the things I want to do. Um, I got uh, the God of War and Ragnarok. So you got the God of War 2019 and then the Ragnarok follow-up? Yes. Yeah. And Those are I, good, man. I really want to, yeah, I want to do that. Uh, that story is phenomenal, the way, they, the way they went from the first game to the second game. Yeah. And just, it is, it, is, it feels completely self-contained. Like, you did yeah. not have to play any of the previous God of Wars. It's enough there. But the fact that they went from that first game into the second game... And really just kept carrying with it the notes and the tones and the story of everything that they were doing in the first one and just pushed forward with it in the second one without it being or feeling, um, I don't want to call it exploitive, but extra bombastic or like, you know, just here's what was great about the first one. Let's just throw more of that in there or something yeah. like that. 
it's really, really done well. It is, it is, I relate it to what they did with um, Ezio for Assassin's Creed. Yes. Where you... Everything you liked about... Um, about the first Altair. game. Yeah. And, and put it in the Let's sequel. Just make it really cool. And just, oops, excuse me. And just make it better. And then they, they fleshed yeah. out that character's life with Brotherhood. Brotherhood and... Uh, um, oh, I can't remember the third one. <laughs> not Syndicate. Uh, no. What was it? Brotherhood. Bloodlines? No. It wasn't Bloodlines. Oh, God. What are the three in that... In that oh, somebody's going to have it. And I know you're looking it up, but oh, somebody's going to have it. Mm-hmm. The Ezio Trilogy. Yeah. It was a, it was Assassin's Creed uh, two, 2, and then Bloodlines, and then there was a oh, third. Brotherhood. Or, uh, blo- yeah, Brotherhood, and then there I was a third. it starts with an S. I'm probably totally off. Let's see. Was it Ezio Trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2. Then Brotherhood. Uh, Brotherhood. Revelations. 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 That's uh, what it was. Yeah, was yeah. We couldn't figure but it yeah, out. yeah, those were great. Those were, I mean... It fleshed out the life of the character. And I, yes. mean, I don't want to say that this is the same quality you're getting. You're getting much better. Okay. Um, with, with the first one into the second one. And then that DLC, I think, is a nice little... Cherry? Yeah, a little put the cap on the thing and just call it a day. I think it's really, really good. So One of the problems I have with the PS5 and the games is that like I'm going through my library and I'm like, ooh, I want to, you know, let me look at it. And just everything's like so, so much of a space hog on the hard drive. Oh, yeah. No, totally. So I'm just How like, big is the hard drive on the Slim? Is it the same? What is it? Terabyte? Like, yeah, terabyte. Is it a terabyte? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I want to load up these games because like I like having games loaded. You know, so I can play them when I want to play, right? Because and they are so large that you know if I do want to play a game, you know having to download a hundred and twenty ter you know gigabytes of a, a game takes a while. It's like all right, I'll play it in an hour or mm-hmm. however long it takes to download. I know. The internet's working. Today. So that that's that's a, a a big issue that I have. I have a a, a terabyte expansion that I'm going to put in there and everything. So hopefully that that'll help out with that. But like. That, that's one of my big things about like modern gaming that annoys yeah. me is just like the size of the games are not getting smaller. Yes. They're not getting smaller yet, so you can't put another hard drive in there. But in my case, I was thinking you can eventually put another hard drive in there and get an external uh, on the outside for all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean that's but, why I got my PS4 right now. PS4 has a uh, another a different hard drive in there. I've yeah. got a eight. Yeah, because eight eight, ter- eight terabytes is the max right, so, yeah. for the PS4. So I got that on the on the back. So for, eventually, when I do get a PS5, I'm going to have to get a what, what a twelve mm-hmm. uh, because they're so, they're pretty much uh, about the same price as the eight. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is yeah. eighty six gigs. Uh, Red Red Dead Two is still like one hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ragnarok is like one hundred sixty. You know, or so. Epic, epic adventure. So. Um, just got a wharf. You know, is I think sixty. I mean, so that, that just a, those just few games right there. Yeah. You know, not to mention like some of the other stuff that the, you know, uh, I when I was looking at my library, I still have on there that I can't access, I can't download, but it still says PT. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh look at that! I remember that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have access uh, to it. Nope. Uh, another game that I've been playing a little bit on uh, the PC 
that I, I find very interesting is um, Eternal Threads. I saw that, yeah. It's a, I don't know if you've heard of this one, RJ. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a time game where uh, kind of like um, Time Cop or Brazil, not Brazil, um, oh, 12 Monkeys. Oh, you okay. Know, okay. Where like you are a time agent, mm -hmm. and like you know the the idea is like we develop time travel and we messed everything up. So now you have to go back and kind of like fix the problem that we messed up. And oh. you're at this one house in London where six people died. You know they weren't supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, they died in a fire. And you have like you can go back a week before the fire and like just sort of like you you know sort of watch events as they go through. Mm -hmm. And so you're watching like all right here on this day at this time. Here's this event, and, and like you kind of get clues of what happens, and you can sometimes alter like if they have a choice. Like this guy's like, even if it's small choices, like hey, you know, I'm about to go to work. Do you, you know, uh, is there any mail? And you can either say yes, there's some mail, or no, I didn't check. And the guy just walks away. You know, if he does check, he's, oh hey, look, I got this letter, and that might set off another like butterfly. Butterfly effect, yeah. Yeah, and like little things like that. And yeah. So it seems, I mean, like I'm like, all right, I'm just playing through. I'm just like. So far, it's been interesting. Mm -hmm. So you know, you have to choose the right events to change to make all to have all six people live. Mm -hmm. so, so stuff like that, I find little interesting, little puzzle things. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, it's already in my Steam library. Oh, it is. Yeah, you already bought it. Apparently. Okay. I didn't know this. I think it was like on super sale. That's why I got it. That, yeah, or I, I like, could have probably bought a bundle or something. I was going to say yeah, I could have bought a bundle. humble bundle thing. Oh, I haven't checked Humble well, Bundles. When was that game released? May of 2022. Yeah. Oh, you probably hit a bundle or something on that. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna guess that's how I got it. So. Mm -hmm. I, I, but you know, I've been, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, it's not the most. It's definitely not action. You're, it's kind of you're observing things. So like, you have your little like ghost meter, and like you'll see like little like you know event, you know happen. Like, okay, that's interesting. Now, what's the next event? And like, oh hey, why this door? This door is locked. And then, like, later on in an event, you can see, oh, hey, the key's over here. Let me go check that over here. Oh, here's the key. Now I can open up this door, and everything that was, you know, all the events that happened behind the door are now available for me to, to watch. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, we're going to see anything else before that's we take a break? Basically. Okay. Yeah. We're going to jump into a break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. I'll go over the games that I got, games that I played. Um, and and any of the other news that we've got. And there was a lot of news. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get to every single bit of it here, but we'll be right back. Music here from Star Ocean, Second Story R. God. <laughs> I think this is called Stab the Sword. I don't know, but anyway, um, it gets cut off here. But that's a long title, Star Ocean, Second Story R. We'll be back after this.
And welcome back into in-game chat music here from Blasphemous 2. The track is called Vivo, maybe? V-I-V-O? Vivo? Vivo? Yes, it was a good uh, it was a good holiday weekend, or holiday weeks, I suppose, uh, for game playing. I played more of Cocoon, which I still find as one of the most original-looking games, um, and just... Just really, really fun to play. Um, if you've got Game Pass, check that out, Cocoon. Uh, it's really, really something to uh, to enjoy. Nice little puzzler. With Wilfred Brimley? He is not involved with it. Um, to my knowledge, I haven't beaten it. So that's not to say, you know, old Diabetes himself doesn't show up at some point in the game. But it's unlikely, given everything that you get here. It's just a lot of fun. I played more of, um, is it Gris or Gris? Gris? G-R-I-S, I think. This? Yeah, I can't remember, but I played more of that. That is a stunning game. I thought I had finished it, but I haven't. And, um, no, it's a great, that's a great little game. Uh, again, also on Game Pass. Um, what else did I play? I started Control. Um, I have I've started not, that twice. I know. I've, and I mean, I have really, I have only started Control. Didn't the thing drop to like 10 bucks at one point? Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been really, really, like the, the whole, you know, all of it with the, the DLC and, and everything, everything, like 10 bucks, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, been, it's been really low. I could look at the Steam database and tell you how low it's actually been, but yeah, it's been low. So Control, uh, playing more Finding Paradise, uh, which is a, look, if you played To the Moon, um, then you know what you're getting out of Finding Paradise, and it is still, it is, it is still moving in that same direction, and I'm very much looking forward to playing more of it. Um, being a very moving, just a wonderful little game. It's just a really, really wonderful little game. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a lot as the way To the Moon was, and then the uh, the bridge between. To the Moon and Finding Paradise was Bird Story, which is very quick to play. Um, and it does tie in. I got to the tie-in part just recently here with, uh, with how it ties in. So, been playing Marvel Snap, been playing Doors Paradox, of course, um, on PC. And what else did I play on PC? I got Dave the Diver, which I haven't played yet, but I do have Dave the Diver. I got, That's such a good game. Yeah, I got Talos Principle 2. Um, I picked up the rest of the Room series, the Room 2, the Room 3, and the Room 4. Uh, got those. Old Sims? Yeah, yeah. I'd already played them on the iPad, but, you know, uh, on the Apple Store, I'd already played them there. Yeah. But I picked them up on PC because they'd be fun to play. And I've got the... Did you have Room VR? I do have the Room VR for my MetaQuest. Yes. Okay. I, this is, that, that is a series I will never not... Uh, yeah, it's double dip or whatever on old sins. Is that four? That's four. Yeah. Okay, then that yeah, I have them all. No, they're great. They're great. I got the two Ori games: Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition and Ori and Will of the Wisps, which I realize is on Game Pass, but I really wanted it to play on the Steam Deck uh, as a portable option. So I picked that up. 
What else did I get? Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC. I grabbed that during the Steam sale. Uh, I'd been wanting it on PC for a while, and finally... Uh, finally it's great. Oh, it's, it's just, fantastic. Again, a lot of space. I know. Now I need to figure out, and I know that I can't, but I need to figure out a way or try and find a way that I can import my save from my 360, from my Xbox into there. Um, I know, I know. I'd really like to find a way to do that. Um, I don't necessarily want to start over, uh, but I would like to find a way to somehow do that. Um, or if anything, just download a save state that is close to where I am at, at the game. I, I'll be missing out on a lot of uh, side quests to get to that point, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, or maybe I'm not so far into that game on my console experience that I can speed through it on PC and get there. Uh, I don't know how far in you are story-wise, but for me, we just... The last time I played it, we had just uprooted camp from where you start. Oh, wow. And moved into... Yeah, the... Um, that other area by the river or yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, just basically getting to that point, um, which I feel like is still early in the game, but I don't know. So, uh, What else did I pick up? Marvel's Midnight Suns, Legendary Edition. That was on sale. And so I grabbed that with all the different DLC or season pass, um, the season pass with it, and then all the different uh, costume changes and everything else that you can have for your characters. So I got that. I picked up Dredge. Um, okay. I know that Dave the Diver and Dredge are doing a crossover crossover collaboration thing, mm -hmm. but I was really interested in getting Dredge. Um, I picked up Strange Horticulture, hmm. which is very fun. There is a demo for that. And I've actually been putting in a lot of time in that game. Um, it is very easy. You run a store, a little plant shop. Um, and you take care of some customers that come in, and then your day's finished, and then it moves on to the day two. And there's a lot more to it than what I'm just saying, but it's so easy to open up the game and play a day's worth, you know, to play like, I'll just play this day, and when the day's complete, I'll save it, and I'll exit, you know? It's really easy to do that. You're identifying plants. So you've got a bunch of plants and a customer will come in, you know, say, I'm looking for a plant that'll um, help me with, you know, I've got stomach issues or something like that. So it'll tell you what plant you're looking for. You open up your plant book. You find the name of that plant. It's going to give you a drawing of part of the plant. It's going to give you a description. And you have to look at the plants you've got and match what might fit. And you give it to them. It works. Yay. Then you can label that plant in case somebody else comes in and asks for the same thing. You'll know which one it is. So, yeah. Um, there's way more to it than that. But that's a lot of what you do. And I don't know. I, I find that very just easy and fun and nice to do. <laughs> it's real nice. The music, the setting, the whole thing is just really, really good. Strange horticulture is what it's called. I also picked up a game called Against the Storm. Played a little bit of that. It is a base builder, um, but it's got a lot of great reviews. Uh, but it is a base building type of game. Um, I've only done like the tutorial, but I do want to put some more time into it. Played a game called Slay the Princess. 
That's an interesting little horror game type huh. thing. Yeah. It was real cheap. I think I don't know how I got it or when I picked it up, but I, I bought it. Um, you have a narrator telling you, like explaining where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was strange because it sort of made like fourth wall references type stuff when it was um, <clears throat> when it was doing the narration type of thing. I remember at one point it gave me options of where I could go. And of course it wants me to go to the tower where the princess is at. But I tried to go in a different direction. And the narrator made some convoluted statement about why I'm still in the same place and not moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically forcing you to go to the tower. Um, and it talks about, look, if you don't kill this princess, it's going to end the world. And you want to know why it's going to end the world. But the narrator kind of won't give you that information. Because we don't have enough time to go into that. You've got to kill this princess. It's going to end the world. And then the princess talks to you and gives you some very vague threats if you decide that you're going to go through with your killing or whatever. It's interesting. It's really, really interesting. So the choice is all on you. Huh? So the choice is all on you. There's a lot of choices, yes. Yeah. But even if you decide, even if you decide to kill the princess, which I haven't done, it continues. It's not... The story doesn't end if you're able to kill the princess. This sounds like the setup for um, whatever choice you do. Kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a game there, and there's no way that you can avoid not playing the game, you know? So pick the lesser of two evils and go for it, really, more than anything else. But get get all the information you can so you can make the best possible choice in a no-win situation. It's really, it's a beautiful game. It's done in this like brown, black and white aesthetic, drawing aesthetic, very hand-drawn type thing. Uh, Moltal says, I watched a lot of Slay the Princess and it was really fun. Plan to buy it very soon. Keep with it if you can. It removes choices that you have picked before. So you are not re-walking paths, which is a great innovation. Um, which is interesting, yeah. So, like I said, Against the Storm was another one I played. Rusty Lake Hotel. I haven't played any of the Rusty Lake series, but I started Rusty Lake Hotel. Never heard of it. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Very puzzle-ish, very point-and-click puzzle-ish. Hmm. Very odd uh, in its presentation and and some of its um, tasks that it sets you out to do. But it's very much a... Oh, how can I say, how can I do that? How can I put this into a, a thing? <sighs> kind of room escapey. Okay. Yeah. So you'll go into a room and that'll be your mission. You know, your mission will be to, you need to do these things inside this room in order to get out of this room. Um, and it's all about, you know, finagling with things and like, okay, go open the curtains to the window. Now open the window. Uh, now shut the curtains and oh, a breeze comes through and it blew the curtain into a candle, which lit it on fire. And then, you know, all these different things that go with it. But Rusty Lake's really, really cool. They have a whole series of games. I've been playing it on the Steam Deck along with, uh, Finding Paradise as well. Um, so yeah, really cheap game called Defunct. Bought that for like a dollar on sale. It had really great reviews. Mm -hmm. It's a racer. I haven't played it, but, you know, it's a dollar. 
So I gave it a shot. It was a dollar on sale. So I was like, sure, okay, I'll play Defunct. I'll buy you Defunct. Uh, I also picked a game up that I had on my wish list for a while called Station to Station. This is a train train game, but it's done in voxels. Um, yeah, I guess because where we are, I was thinking it was going to be like a some radio. Oh, a radio thing? Radio yeah, no, thing. no, 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 no. No, it is. Uh, it is very little, quaint and cozy type looking game. Um, that you know, you have a train, and then you have all these different things that need these different resources so your train goes to different you got to build the track make it all work yeah wonderful watch some videos on it because apparently uh it's more than just that it is ways of stacking bonuses and doing all these other things to get the highest score out of it so mm-hmm. i'm kind of curious about that and finally uh i picked up uh baldur's gate 3 yeah that was good that was gifted to me yeah friend. i uh i got baldur's gate 3 and I haven't started it yet. I did launch it, and I did get to the character select screen or the character creation screen. Mm-hmm. And at the time that I did that, I didn't really, I, I didn't realize it was going to be a lot of choices in there just for the character yes. creation. So I have left it alone for the time being, but I will, uh, I will eventually uh, move forth in that game and. Uh, and, and do something with it. I don't know. I just, I got to get past character creation screen first. Uh, I watched a video on the character creation screen mm-hmm. about, you know, here's how you should get, first off, don't, don't do a lot of stuff to your character until you've picked most of what your character is going to be. Uh, because there's a certain setting in there. There's a certain subsetting of selections when you're creating the character, which will change the look so if you spend a bunch of time working on the face and the eyes and everything, if you're working on the details of what your appearance looks like, and then you go into character creation, you'll lose everything because of a selection that you're going to make, which has these three different looks of a character. Yeah. Once you get that, then you can go in yeah. and start changing the face. Yeah. Get the get the uh, get the mic get the macro down first where you do the, the, the mic. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's like. They really shouldn't have even made that an option until you'd gone through that. No, it, yeah. It's kind of, kind of pretty much a standard in a lot of character creations. It's basically, you don't want to change the details of your character's face, and then you want to change this, the species. And it changes every little detail you did because that's a different species now. Right. Different things apply. But usually in the case like that, they'll tell you, if you change races, all of your... All of your stuff details yeah, go back to neutral. Are you sure you want to do this? Mm-hmm. In my experience, that's what they usually tell you. Yeah, but even you know, it may have done that. It may do that, and then, but if it even if it does, then you're screwed because then you gotta you have to pick one of those start over three things. And I, I, I can't yeah. remember at what point in the character creation process it is, but it's like here's my point: take care of everything on the left side of the screen before you start working on everything on the right side of the screen. Yeah. The left side of the screen is your class, your your type, yeah, left your weapons, is, yeah, left your, all that is, stuff. Yeah, left is general, right is fine details. Right's going to be all those details yeah. of like how wide a space do you want your eyes to be? You know, are your ears this high on your head or this side? You know, where's your jawline? All this stuff uh, is on the right side of the screen. Worry about mm-hmm. that afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I'm just looking through things that I played here. Yeah. So anyway, there that was that was that was my Christmas vacation. Um, yeah. Uh, 
What else? Let's go back to the let's go back to the news then. Um, since we finally got through all of that, we got our games for PlayStation Plus for January. Yeah. I did not see what they are, but I will look at them now. They may not be memorable. Uh, you're going to get a Plague Tale Requiem, which I think is the sequel. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Evil West and Nobody Saves the World. You can start downloading those games uh, beginning, well, they started Tuesday, January the 2nd is when you could. I guess Plague Tale is um, the best in a bunch. I think I looked at... Uh, I played a Weird West? Evil West. Evil West, I think. Hmm. I played uh, Plague Tale. I didn't beat it, but what I did play was a lot of fun. I want to say that the original was uh, another um, free game given a while back. So I think we're called seeing it in my library. Um, library before. Yeah, I've, I'm... Let's see. Nobody Saves the World is a bright, cartoony, Zelda-inspired dungeon crawler. Hmm. Uh, the team be- behind Guacamelee. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I was looking at what was last week, or not last week, but last month. So. Yep. So there's what you're getting for PlayStation Plus. Are you gonna resubscribe to that, or no, or? Um, I have enough subscription stuff already. I think, I, think the only thing you, I think the only thing you need it for is playing uh, uh, cooperative and all online with folks. Which I don't do. So yeah, it's not really an issue no. for you then, that's the case. I mean, maybe I'll play the games that are you know in my library that were PlayStation Plus games mm-hmm. and that I got you know, through that, but I really see anything in there that I'm like, oh man, I really got to do that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were talking about City of Heroes, I yeah. think. Yeah. NCSoft is finally... This was something... I think I was telling you guys that I was in. I was back into that. This was a while back. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was showing you guys pictures of like the screen creator thing again because they had... They brought back so much memory. This team has re, had revived City of Heroes. Yeah. And I was in the little training area. I don't know that I ever got out of the training area because there was a lot of bugs and stuff. But I think they've all worked that stuff out. And now, um, it's called Homecoming, and uh, it is it has been going on since 2019. Um, wow, that long? Yeah, yeah. That's how long ago it was. It was pre-pandemic when I was showing you yeah. images of the of the new server and everything. Hmm. Um, Homecoming has just been given the official nod by NCSoft. Uh, the server announced. Announcement reads, we'd like to make a few things clear. Your accounts and characters are safe. Development of new content will continue. Homecoming will continue to be completely free and we will continue to be funded entirely through donations. Um, Homecoming has been granted a license to operate a City of Heroes server and further develop the game, subject to conditions and limitations under the contract. The developers expect required funding to increase, but speaking from personal experience, the monthly donation goals... We just lost picture on the screen. We're okay. But yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't want it blinked out. Um, let's see, where's it? Monthly it? donation goals. Yeah, monthly donation goals, but uh, personal experience. Where did that go from? Where did it go? Um, 
Subject conditions. The developers expect required funding to increase, but speaking from personal experience, the monthly donation goals that keep the server running are filled uh, are filled in days, if not hours. People really love this game. Yeah. This does mean that the game is still subject to shutdown, but NCSoft was technically in their rights to call curtains beforehand anyway. Surprisingly, it seems that was never likely to begin with. We've had a really positive and productive relationship with NCSoft for over four years now, so we did not anticipate there being any issues. Um, one interesting consequence is uh, that this may impede other private servers from obtaining uh, an official license, which are out of scope, according to the, de the developers. So, at present, the atmosphere in the Discord server is electric. Uh, the sudden shutdown of Hero City of Heroes is a scar that still lingers in the minds of its players, with fleets of players holding in-game protest and petitioning NCSoft in mass to no avail. Um, so yeah, I was glad to see this. I may look that into this might again. Might be something worth you know, worth getting back into. Yeah, I mean it's completely free, and I'm curious as to how it all looks. And you know, it's been a while since I've been back in there, and I'm sure the bugs have kind of been ironed out. Um, like now that uh, I mean, since I played it, would I go the same route of powers? Would I do different powers? I don't even know if I don't even know what's in, I don't even know what's unlocked here. In other words, do they still have to follow the rules? You know, do they still have to follow it where, hey, you can't pick the Praetorian, I think is what it was. Like when you hit level cap, you could create an alien, mm -hmm. the Praetorian or something. I can't remember what it was called. Um, then there's City of Villains. I know this is Heroes, but did they merge that? Can you do villains or the I don't know. And, yeah. I know the base building. Like, was, Is it worth uh, getting the flying power to suffer through hover? Right. But did they fix that? Yeah. Did they look into that and say, okay, we can make it better? I don't know. This is, I, I'm, I'm, I just have to look into it and see. Trying to remember what days of playing. I think I went teleport. I did super jump. Yeah. Super jump was the one I, res I respect into. Yeah. Everybody went super jump after that basically became the best of the travel. Because it seemed like, oh, fly would be great. But th that hover was so slow. Hover was horrible. Flying got better, but you had to basically max out your endurance and a bunch of other slots just to make flying worth it, or at least competitive towards what teleport and what super jump and what speed uh, could do. Yeah, I think what it was was uh, flying was nice at first, but yeah, I think the biggest gripe was it took way too much to get your, get your, get your flying up to snow. And hover is exactly that. It's, it's just hover. You're not supposed to really go... I think the name itself will tell you you're not going to go a long distance anyway. You're mm -hmm. just going to float. Bama Brian says you get travel powers at level four now. I remember it was a long way to get travel powers. I think it was after level ten you got like your first the double digits. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It might be something to go back into. I'm going to look into it. I am totally looking into this to see what it's like. Um, that is going to wrap it up for us. We are done. Yes. First show of the year in the books. Happy 2024. Exactly. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat room. There's a whole bunch of names in there, um, but we appreciate every single one of you who is uh, hanging out in the chat room with us, and we hope you'll join us in the weeks and days to come. You guys have been great. We appreciate it. Don't forget to download us on uh, iTunes and our YouTube channel and our, our Steam channel and our, our, our Discord. All of that stuff is all there for you. We really appreciate it. Hope you had a great uh, vacation time and a perfect beginning to a new year. Take care. We will see you next Saturday. Music here from Alien Hominid Invasion. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks again, you guys, for coming in. Appreciate it. Have a good one.